Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. Welcome to OK-ish. As always, I'm your host, Mary Ellen Dance, a very okay-ish human being myself. Wherever you're listening, if you can please subscribe to wherever you're listening, the, the fancy podcast people love when they're subscribers. So that would really, really help me out. So today, well, first of all, before I go into today, let me talk about last week's episode. I basically talked about how January sucks and I want to follow up that like, holy cow, it does. Is anyone else feeling overwhelmed? Like everything's coming at once. Like it is just, it's a lot. It's a lot at once. I feel like everything is kind of going all at the same time. Lots of things are like due, lots of pressure for the new year. I just wanted to follow up on that because after talking about it, I was noticing even more in my life. And so I hope that you can relate to that. If you haven't listened yet, uh, go back and listen to last week's episode where we talked about how January sucks and what to do about it. What I'm doing about it is as I'm recording this, I am petting my dog and it is feeling really good. I'm not going to lie. It's awesome. It's very calming. So if you can if you can pet an animal while you're listening to this podcast, please go right ahead and do so. All right. So today I want to talk about some psychology trends. So here's how this topic came about. There is a magazine that's also a very uh, well-renowned website called Psychology Today. And I was reading my recent my recent copy of Psychology Today, and there's an article called Five Surprising Psych Trends. Great article. Go and read it if you can, if you subscribe to that magazine. But today, I wanted to talk about two of the trends that this article outlines. Because while I was reading this, I wish I had been videotaped when I was reading this because literally I was like throwing my hands up and like grunting and making facial expressions because this article is literally what OK-ish is all about. And so I thought, great, I'm going to talk about two of the five psych trends that is very related to things we talk about on this show. And hopefully it'll be really helpful to all of you to understand psychology more, to understand yourself more, things like that. Okay. So the two trends that this article mentioned that I am going to talk about today is the first is the cachet of a psychiatric diagnosis. And the second is romancing trauma. So first, today what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain what these two trends mean, what they're talking about. I'm also going to talk about why they're trends. The article went into some detail about this. I did some other research on this. I have my personal opinions on it too. 
So why they're trends, like why that's happening. And then lastly, I want to explain why these shouldn't be trends and like the dangers of it. Okay. So let me first talk about what these, what these two trends mean, right? The cachet of a psychiatric diagnosis and romancing trauma. People have become really, really preoccupied with diagnoses and trauma. I don't know if you can relate, but I feel like I hear the T word everywhere, literally everywhere. And I also feel like I hear about diagnoses everywhere. I mean, obviously I'm a therapist, so I hear about them at my job, but outside of my job, I feel like they're everywhere. Specifically, younger people are really, really preoccupied with diagnoses and the specific diagnoses that people seem to be preoccupied with are anxiety, major depression, ADHD, autism spectrum disorders, and PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, which incorporates that whole romancing trauma thing that we'll talk about. So what's going on with this? Like, why are people like, why are people obsessed with these diagnoses all of a sudden? Why is it everywhere? Some of it is, is for very good reason, right? We are learning a lot more. We are trying to destigmatize mental health. We are trying to educate people, right? All great reasons. On The Bachelor this past week, uh, a contestant on The Bachelor mentioned that she had ADHD and she has sometimes some auditory processing stuff. That's wonderful. That must have been so hard for her to share that. And that's wonderful that people are talking about this on TV. It's great. But we've become a little, we've gone a little overboard, right? There are a lot of people that are literally going to doctor's offices asking for a diagnosis. Literally calling a psychiatrist and say, can you diagnose me with depression? Okay. Maybe that can be appropriate sometimes, or maybe it's something else. There are also a lot of people who are telling others that they have a diagnosis that they've never been diagnosed with. I hear this all the time. People say, I have anxiety. Okay, well, anxiety is a feeling. Stressed is a feeling. Being overwhelmed is a feeling. Has anyone diagnosed you with anxiety? Because saying I have anxiety has a very different connotation than saying, I feel stressed. And have you been diagnosed with anxiety? The words stressed, overwhelmed, things like that aren't really being used anymore. When was the last time you heard someone say they were overwhelmed without also saying that it's my mental health issues or it's my mental health? Or my mental health is not good. Right? So these are some of the things that people are doing that are that are giving me pause. And they are giving a lot of people pause of, are we destigmatizing in the right way if this is what's happening? I've already um, talked about this on here, but people are really, really obsessed with using mental health disorders as slang terms. I'm so OCD. You're so bipolar. You all know that that's a huge issue with me. I don't have to talk about that anymore because I talk about it all the time. 
One thing that I've heard really recently is that people with trauma are strong and talking about like, if you've been through trauma, you're so strong and like, you're so amazing. Again, that's like a, that's a nice message, but I have some issues with that. And and I'll go into that in a second. New York psychologist Paul Conti says, and this was quoted in the article, that we all have trauma because we all have pain. Well, is that true? Like, are trauma and pain synonymous? There's a lot of issues with these things that are going on, right? These are examples of how people have become pretty preoccupied with diagnoses and pretty preoccupied with the term trauma. And, like, this is a problem, People saying they have diagnoses when they don't is, quite frankly, disrespectful to the people who do have diagnoses. Going to a doctor and saying, hey, I've been having these feelings lately and I don't really know what to do with them is one thing. That's appropriate. I encourage everyone to do that. But going to a doctor and saying, hey, I have depression. I have OCD. I have ADHD. Uh, Well... Let's let's let the doctor kind of assess. Let's talk about what else is going on before just like slapping a label on it. People just automatically saying things like my mental health issues, my mental health is not okay, is making us forget that we are resilient and that being stressed, being overwhelmed, being sad, feeling grief, feeling pain are all parts of life that does not make a mental health diagnosis. They are parts of life. They are hard parts of life. Maybe we need support on those parts of life. Maybe we need to work on handling those parts of life differently. But at the end of the day, that's part of the human existence. It's not a mental health disorder. Maybe sometimes it is, but not always. People being preoccupied with the word trauma is also, I have a big issue with this because I work with a lot of people with trauma. And now I very much believe that trauma is on a spectrum, right? And when bad things happen to us, um, you know, they can be traumatic for one person and not traumatic for the next person. And it's all about how our brain processes things. And I could go on forever about that. But for the purposes of today... If you are comparing life pain, which sucks, don't get me wrong, life pain sucks, to someone who has gone through a traumatic event and has trauma, that's kind of disrespectful. And I work with a lot of people with trauma. And let me tell you, they don't like to be told they're strong. They don't like to be told, oh my gosh, you're so strong. You have trauma. Like, you're so badass. We mean well in saying those things, but everyone I know who has experienced some pretty significant trauma or who has a diagnosis of PTSD would be like, I don't want to be strong. I want to not have trauma. Trauma sucks. This is terrible. Right? And we're kind of like glorifying like, oh, these people are so interesting and they're so strong. Like, no, no, no. Someone getting abused is not interesting. It's sad and it's messed up. But we're like romanticizing all of this. Do we, are we starting to see why I have kind of an issue with this? Kind of an issue. 
Um, okay, so I want to talk about why this is happening. And I think this started happening for good reasons, right? You know, we want to we want to be validated. We want to validate others. We want to try to understand. We want to try to educate. We want to try to relate, right? If someone is struggling with depression and another person has never struggled with depression, they're going to try to figure out a way to relate to them so that they can understand. All of those are great reasons, right? But again, we've gone a little bit of a step too far. So, so the, this oversimplifying, overstating, romanticizing mental health disorders and trauma is happening for a few reasons. And the first reason is misunderstanding. We just don't understand. And I'm sorry, no matter how many TikToks you watch, no matter how many articles you read, there are so many nuances with mental health disorders that we are not all little psychologists sitting inside our houses because we follow a specific YouTube channel, right? It's just misunderstanding. And we also tend to overestimate and overexaggerate symptoms. Um, you know, feeling, what's an example here? So feeling like you've had thoughts of, hmm, what would it be like if I died? That's a normal human existence thought. That does not mean you have depression. But we may read something about depression and think, oh, well, I've had that thought before, right? I've had that thought of, well, what if I, what if I just didn't live anymore? Does that mean I'm depressed? It probably means I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm going to tell people I'm depressed, right? Do we see how it like spirals when really every single human alive has had those thoughts? Because we all sometimes have just like fucked up weird thoughts. It's part of being a human. So we kind of misunderstand. We overestimate these symptoms. Another reason why this is happening, um, why these psych trends are kind of going off the rails a little bit is because of mirroring right? Um, we, we tend to copy people. It's just how orcs, especially adolescents tend to copy what they see in the media, tend to copy what their friends are doing. The article that I'm referencing in this episode talks about how some adolescent who struggles with Tourette's syndrome recently did a TikTok and like the, the, amount of adolescents that went to a doctor's office asking about Tourette's like the week after, two weeks after was like astronomically higher than normal because people see this TikTok and think they have Tourette's. Now, if it can help one person be like, oh my gosh, maybe this is what's going on with me. I should call and ask someone for help and, you know, explore this and understand. Great. But it's kind of going a little bit too far. Another reason that this is happening, the third reason, is it's really validating, right? If I'm overwhelmed and I say to someone, I have anxiety, they're going to give me attention. They're going to validate me. They're going to say that sucks. I hope you feel better. They might say, I have anxiety too, right? That can feel really good. There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel good, There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel validated. Ask anyone who knows me. I love validation. Can validate me all day and it still won't be enough, right? Love it. But there's other ways to get validation. There's other ways to connect with people. A fourth reason this is happening is 
there's some logistical things that happen, right? We get attention, we get services. Sometimes we get time off. Um, sometimes we get extra resources. Sometimes we get people to say, oh, don't worry about it. You don't have to do this. We ha- we get to get out of things, right? That happens. A fifth reason why this is happening is because we often, as human beings, we're all like this. It doesn't make us villains, but we don't like to take responsibility for our own actions. <laughs> we just don't. Like, let's be honest. It's not the most fun thing in the world. And part of the reason this is happening is people are 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 seeing victimizing themselves as like a get out of jail free card, right? Like, oh, well, the only reason I was a bitch is because I have depression. Oh, well, the only reason I, you know, cheated on this test is because I have ADHD, right? Sometimes mental health disorders can be an explanation for behaviors. Absolutely. But they're not an excuse. So like, for example, someone who struggles with addiction, that's a mental health disorder. If they steal to pay for their drug habit, they still go to jail, right? We're still held accountable for our behaviors. That's just how it works. And and I feel like this has become kind of like a, a victimization. Well, this is the only way reason I do this. So we all just have to accept this because I have a mental health disorder. Well, no. People with mental health disorders are really, really, really nice, great people. It doesn't, it doesn't make excuses for these things, if that makes any sense. The last two reasons why this kind of trend is happening is this second to last reason makes me really, really sad because I think that a lot of the reason this is happening is because we feel like we can't cope. We don't feel resilient, right? The article that I'm referring to states a quote by psychologist George Bonanno relating to trauma, specifically saying that there is a sense that anything bad is trauma, anything that feels intolerable or uncomfortable. So if I feel like I can't cope with something and I say I have trauma or I say I have a mental health disorder, Again, it's kind of like that get out of jail free card, right? It's like that, well, I don't I don't have to worry about being able to cope with it because this is bigger than me. But it makes me really sad because human resiliency is something that's amazing and incredible and yeah, life is overwhelming and life can suck and it we don't always feel resilient. I get that. But we are. We really are. And and I wish that we could all see that within ourselves a little bit more. Um, And it makes me sad that we're, we're kind of not able to. And then the last reason this is happening, I kind of mentioned, touched on this before. But the last reason this is happening is because people like interesting stories. Which, again, is is kind of sucks. (laughs) But like people, you know, are interested to hear about other people's trauma. And I think a lot of that comes from a good place. We want to help and support other people. But 
overstating these symptoms, doing these types of things often makes people feel like they're more interesting. And I got to tell you, if you can relate to that and you're listening to this, you're interesting without that. I promise you. So here's the problem with all of this. Here are the reasons we should not be doing this. And here are the ways we cannot do this. So first of all, we have to educate ourselves, like listening to this podcast. That being said, as much as we're educating ourselves, we still can't diagnose ourselves. No one can diagnose themselves, right? Doctors go to other doctors. Therapists go to other therapists, right? No one can diagnose themselves. No matter how many TikToks you watch or articles you read or okay-ish podcast episodes you listen to, there's so much more information and there's so, diagnoses are very like nuanced and we can't diagnose ourselves. The other thing is we don't have to have a diagnosis to go to therapy. So if part of the issue with this, part of the reason for this is because people want to get help and support, guess what? You can get that. Now, that's a broad statement. There are some restrictions on that, but like you can go to a a therapist like me. You can go to a therapist. You can get support. You can get resources without having a diagnosis. You also don't have to have trauma to have bad things happen in your life. Like not having trauma doesn't mean that you haven't gone through shit. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve support and empathy and sympathy and validation for the shit that you have gone through and the bad things that have happened to you. Saying it's trauma doesn't like make those things more or less serious, right? We're comparing like apples and oranges. Like I said before, we are way more resilient than we think we are. And I wish we could all know that and feel that. And then lastly, like the biggest reason that this shouldn't be happening is if everyone has mental health diagnoses, then like no one has them, right? Like it's taking away the seriousness from the mental health diagnosing. It's hurting people who are truly and deeply struggling with mental health diagnosis. It's confusing what's a diagnosis, what's not. If you don't have a mental health diagnosis, that's okay. That's great. It doesn't mean you don't have struggles and stress and overwhelm and pain. But those things are a part of life. We can get support from that for them. We can go to therapy for them. We can do all of that. But for us all to be truly okay-ish, we need to make sure we're using these terms seriously. We need to make sure we're understanding them. And we're not oversimplifying because that can be really, really dangerous. And I know all of us want to truly be okay-ish. 